Hey, and welcome to the Entrepreneur's Ecosystem Podcast, where we aim to help you, the big-hearted change maker with a bold vision to build a business that gives you butterflies and a life that makes you want to high-five yourself. How? By addressing the interconnected nature of all that you do. From marketing to mindset and everything in between, we believe your business is more ecosystem than monoculture and that when it comes to creating sustainable success, it's all connected and there is no one-size-fits-all formula. Join us for conversations that embrace nuance, elevate the importance of empathy, and address the diverse and unique strengths that enable entrepreneurs to not just make money, but to make real lasting positive change in a regenerative and revolutionary way. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Entrepreneur's Ecosystem. We are so, so honored, excited and grateful to be here today with you and our brilliant guest, Julie Reisler. Julie is known as America's Life Designer and is the founder and CEO of Empowered Living Inc., a coaching and personal growth company. Julie is a master life coach, author, multi-time TEDx speaker, and host of the USU podcast, and has been featured in Forbes, Mind Body Green, the Chopra Center, and Thrive Global. Julie is also the founder of the Life Designer Coach Academy certification program. She holds a master's degree in health and wellness coaching and is on the faculty at Georgetown University in their graduate coaching program. She's nervous to birth their big vision and be their USU. To learn more about Julie, go to julietreisler.com. And you better believe we've got more resources, special links for you that we will share in the show notes. But first, we get to chat with this wonderful woman. Hello, Julie. Welcome. Oh my gosh. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. And like, I'm just so excited. I always say my when my cheeks are hurting before a conversation from smiling, it's a good, it's a good sign. <laughs> They're hurting. Oh hurting. yeah. Get that face yoga in. <laughs> love it. Yeah, me too. Okay. So we love this question. For all of our guests, do you identify with the characteristics of your astrology, your human design, your Enneagram, your disc, your Colby, like any of it, all of it? I have a feeling I know the answer, but I'd love to hear from you. Oh, sister, you don't even know. You just, the <laughs> box you just opened up here. I was like, are you kidding me? Not only do I identify, I know it all. I don't know it all, but I'm like, <laughs> I know too much to be dangerous. Like, oh yeah, I definitely, you know, and I get that we are, you know, there's a lot to all of us and we're multidimensional, but, and yes, I, all of it, (laughs) it'd be fun if you can guess it. Um, I won't make you do that. (laughs) Oh, which one, which one? I don't know. I get like manifesting generator vibes for HD Oh yeah, Yeah. and astrology hmm, Aries. Close. I have my moon in Aries, but you're in the right, you're in the right element. <laughs> Sagittarius. You got it. That was my first guess. Yeah. So yes, you are fiery. 
Yes. I have five, six Sagittarius all in my career. (laughs) I love it. I have four. So that's cool. Oh yeah. I have a lot of fire. Yes. Sweet. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Quick start and Colby, like we get seven on the Instagram. I'm like, what else? The MG in the, in the human design. You guys are, you're on it. Good. You're good. Interesting. Yeah. I wouldn't know Enneagram until I had spoken to you for longer than five minutes, probably. That's like a harder, I think, psychic ask than birth time and date related things, you know? Sure. My psychic powers are better at like horoscopes and Enneagram. Um, Okay. So as a follow-up, how has like knowing this about yourself affected yourself in your life and in your business? Hmm. All right. I already love you guys. I love this questions. I'm so excited. And I love that you ask these questions in general. So I'm a big believer, the more is so Sagittarian, but (laughs) the more knowledge we have (laughs) and the more we know about ourselves, the better off we are, the more awareness that I have, the better. And I, I actually, um, I had interviewed way back when one of the key experts of, of human design and that I don't like to say blew my mind because no one wants that, but it like blew my mind. Like it just totally understanding, learning. There's so much depth in human design and how that fits with my heart, you know, with astrological signs. It helped me to understand, frankly, having so much fire, Mm. (laughs) I have no earth in my chart. It really helped me to see, okay, you know, personally self-care grounding, getting my ass on some earth, getting my feet on some land. Like I, you know, even just looking at the way I eat, the way that, um, I spend my energy and my time, I absolutely, you know, need more earth and water. That's something that I make sure to bring to balance. So it's helped me manage my energy. It's also, you know, in terms of business, just kind of get, especially human design, like understanding as a manifesting generator, it's more of a weight to respond and Mm -hmm. understanding, even, you know, they talk about the sounds and the things that you connect to the guttural sounds and the, I'm connected to the sacral. Anyhow, it's helped me to realize I actually do better kind of being out there, but letting people come who might be interested to me. Um, and that's worked really well, that wait to respond and sort of waiting to get an intuitive feeling before I respond when I haven't done that. I'll be honest, I've made some really mm. lovely mistakes. <laughs> so. I love that. <laughs> Yeah. Well, an intuitive feeling. So you have your own assessment, yes, which I did not get a chance to take and I am dying to take it, but it's on, it's about intuition and it's about discovering, is it, can you explain it for us? Like, is it your type of intuition, how you experience intuition? Yes. And I feel like had I known you before designing this thing, I really wish I'd known you because it was a lot. And I feel like the next one will be all you, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> this, this was like a labor of love. I, I have to say, I, I see our intuition. We all have it as um, this like very potent, powerful, sacred gift. And I won't go into all the details, but I spent a lot of time blocking it. I did not want to, I, I, we all have it in different ways. I have a very heightened intuition and I really didn't always love what I was feeling or sensing. And so rather than dealing with it, I just blocked it the way I did that. I am very open. I struggled with, with binge eating, with food, using food to cope. And when I stopped doing that and like the floodgates open, and I've just been kind of obsessed with these, this gift, we all have that access to greater wisdom, intelligence. And 
just started to track it. Like, wow, this something is going on here. And I would track like how I sensed it or noticed it or felt it or heard it. And so for a couple of years, I mean, I've kept notes about it. And finally, actually a woman who I'd gotten to know who uh, worked with me a little bit, I was like, can you just help me like sort this out? And I realized very similar to the Claire's, the four Claire's, Claire sentient, clairvoyant. Um, I started to look at, and I would ask people, how do you process like that? You know, when you get a gut feeling, when you just have this knowledge and there's no logic behind it. So I started to sort out and she helped me. We put together, okay, there's really these four dominant types. And I love alliterations. I love like things that start with the same letter. So I was like, okay, we're going with the V. So it ended up being, you know, there's four types and I'll give it, I'll give it away. There's visionary and volume, vessel and visceral. And I just started realizing when I was talking to others and tuning into myself, we all fit. You could have multiple, but most of us have a dominant type. And so I just, it was so fun designing this because I really took from my own experience and many people I spoke to and then looked at what helps to cultivate intuition. And I took a little bit from what I learned in my mind body science class and my own experience and um, just whipped up a quiz. And this is again, before, before I knew you Shanti, but it, it, it is fun because I feel like it's a superpower. And if you know, to learn how to trust it, like you're not crazy. If you're hearing things, you're not going nuts. If you get visions, um, the more I practice, the more I have all four of them. So I just, I really believe that this is like a lifeline to our inner GPS. I have done life listening and not listening. And I'm going to tell you huge difference. So I'm a big proponent of like following that shit. (laughs) Hmm. Well, I took your quiz and I got visceral and I am a generator. So that really, yeah, sat well with me. And yeah, I do seem, it, it was neat even just answering the questions to think about where my intuition comes from and how I trust it. Sometimes I think when we're not trusting our intuition, it can feel like, uh, which you can't see on a podcast, but sort of like bouncing back and forth in a pinball machine or something, right? Where you're just not knowing what to do. So I think that honestly, your quiz is like a service because if you can become, even just answering the questions made me think about how I do access my intuition. And I love the idea that you just said that like, when you practice more, you have access to all of them. That's cool. How do you practice using your intuition? Oh my gosh. All right. You guys ready? I have a lot of, I'm going to, I'm going to, oh, yes, please. like how much time do we have? This is like my favorite conversation. Um, I'm so glad you resonated with it. I, it's typically what I hear that makes, I'm so glad because obviously that's the intention and to like, know. oh, okay. That's that is my dominant natural way of, of taking an in information that is not logic or through the brain. So there's a couple, well, first of all, the very basic, this is just going to seem so obvious, but the truth is, especially I have found, especially with a fire sign and manifesting generator generators, if you're always on the go and not taking time to meditate, to be quiet, to be silent, even if it's outside walking, you got it. The first thing is like, you got to have some sort of learning, knowing practice, how to tamper your stress response so that you can be in that place of receptivity. It's like literally saying to, you know, you shifting that 
overexertion of adrenals and cortisol. So many of us go into stress state. So having some sort of daily, even if it's a small meditation practice, even if it's like three minutes, something you do train your nervous system to calm down. So that is, that's like kind of basic is to start something. Mm-hmm. Um, so from there, there's a couple different things that are just easy to teach and fun. I am big into, you know, our body wisdom, like our body, even if you are, let's say volume. Um, so for me, I hear a lot. I, mm-hmm. I probably sounds a little crazy, but I will hear like this soft, very, and I talk about this, you know, it's different than the anxiety voice. It's a voice of like calm, collected, truthful. So noticing your body, like, are you, you know, like, as I'm standing here, cause I love being with all of with you, I'm like leaning in and I'm almost kissing my monitor. <laughs> so, you know, my body, it's telling me if I'm paying attention, like I really enjoy this. I'm here. Mm-hmm. I'm into it. Now I've been in situations and I felt it where I'm like leaning back. So very easy thing to do and notice if you're not sure, this is really powerful making decisions in business is to notice, are you leaning in? Are you neutral? Are you leaning away? You could also do this with muscle testing, which Mm -hmm. if you've done muscle testing where you take your fingers and you lock them. I personally like this leaning in and leaning back better because it's, or the feeling of it. I think it's very simple. You can't Sometimes I'm like, did I get my finger through? I don't know. Maybe I made myself do that versus you're either like you can feel and you can feel if somebody's energy is kind of like, eh, I want to stand back. So notice yourself, notice your body. That's one thing. I always, the other thing I say is to do some, some tracking of your past. When have you had an intuitive sense or thought? And when have you listened to that? And when have you have not? And what happened? You really want to create like this evidence for yourself to see what happens when you listen, when you don't, and then to start tracking it going forward. The other thing I personally am into is, is asking for signs and for evidence as you go through your day, I get a shit ton on the road, like for some, and and that's actually a thing because you're often in that very calm state maybe too calm sometimes, but we, I see a lot, a lot of, a lot of signs, a lot of intuitive nudges while I'm on the road. So can you, I don't want to interrupt, but I did. Um, so can you let me know what an intuitive nudge on the road might look like for you? Yeah, that's a great, that's like, yeah. What does that even mean? Great question. (laughs) So I would say, let, let's say you are trying to decide Maybe it's whether to work with somebody. Maybe you're looking to, should I hire this coach? Should I do this program? Should I, you know, start this course? Whatever the question is. So what I will do often is I will ask kind of generally, I just set the intention just to have some sort of wisdom, intuition, something come to me so I can have clarity. And I'm open to however that might come. I don't fully get how this works on the quantum level, but I can tell you And it's funny, my poor daughter who is like not into this, I'm like, take a picture, take a picture, take a picture of that license, take a picture of that word. Take And and I kid you not, it's often a huge word on a truck. It's the tagline. It's the numbers that I, that are meaningful. Um, I mean, I have a crazy story. It's a little more in the woo side, but you know, I have so many, I'm going to capture them and I can share it, but it was like, okay something is communicating. There is guidance here. So you, that intuitive nudge is to look, let's say over to your left and you're like, Whoa, that truck says like, take the course, (laughs) whatever it is. And I'm like, that feels pretty 
strong. And then you want to see how that feels. But yeah. Right. Oh, okay. So I like that. It's like being on the lookout and then noticing what it feels like in your body when you do see it. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and there's so much evidence that our environment responds to mm-hmm. life. And yep. there was this experiment that, have you seen the Stephen Greer documentary? Uh, what's it called? El- if fourth uh, time something. I'll find it. Yeah, find it. We can link to it in the show notes. And Julie, if you haven't seen it, it's fascinating. But they talk about this experiment where they put plants in a room, in the middle oh. of a room. Do you know about yes. this one? I just interviewed Lynn McTaggart, who did this experiment. I know exactly. Yes. Oh the plants gosh. receiving the energy. But say more because I want people here. Yes. Yeah. Well, and yeah. that the light, the light was, it was meant to be like a randomized light pattern. And the randomization did not happen. The light like wanted to shine on the plants. And the scientists were so confused because they're like, we would think that this would be totally random, but it, it wasn't. And the documentary does a much better job of explaining that experiment, but it's a thing, right? It's not, it's not even woo. It's legit. Yeah. Our environment is, is, is responding and there's, yeah, I love that you've had that experience so much and the like paying attention to what your body is doing. That's such a great insight because often it's totally unconscious. Right. But yeah, like we're leaning in or like, you know, my arms are crossed. I know that like something's, something's off. And I think you answered my question, which was kind of a selfish question because I often wonder like, how do I tell the difference between my anxiety and my intuition and what's what, but what I gleaned from what you just said, your intuition, your intuitive nudge won't come through when you're in like a heightened nervous system state. Is that accurate? So what I would say, it's great. It's such a good question. And um, can I share a really quick study that goes with what you were saying? Cause I, okay. I, I love these. I love these experiments. There's actually the intention experiment is a book that goes like deep, deep, deep into some of this. And then Dr. Emoto's work with water and emotions. Um, But I'll tell you when I was in school, we, we learned about this. And I, one of our professors, it was the coolest experiment. She took peppers. She two like a, a yellow and an orange, she cut them in half and we went, you know, had like lunch, came back. She's like, okay, you're going to sample two plates. Didn't tell us anything. And one uh, batch was really more of a sour taste and the other was really sweet. And so she's like, what do you think it is? We're like, it's organic. It's hydroponic, like trying to figure it out. What she did was that hour that we weren't meeting, she took one plate and screamed at the peppers, put them in a room and like screamed at them, shut the door. The other peppers, she said, loving, kind things to them, like legit. I love you. You're beautiful. Whatever. I don't know came back and the entire, it was unanimous. It was so wild. So it makes you really think, right? Like everything is connected. What we're thinking, we're feeling, how we're being towards Mm. others, plant life. It's all, you know, we're, it's all energy and it's all connected. So I loved, I loved that because I was part of it. And I'm like, whoa, that is real. And that's incredibly powerful. The thing with intuition, and this is what I would say is, and I think this is why sometimes, especially for those of us who've had maybe 
honestly traumatic experience with it, but if you have a you have a, a knowing or a sense or a gut feeling, and it might be something that you don't want to know, especially if you're little, like I had this happen quite a bit where I would have information come through and I was like, okay, why do I know that? It kind of, you know, for a while it freaked me out a little bit, but what I would say to your question is, you know, if you are getting a sense about something, let's say you hear this, this inner kind of like voice that says like, don't do it. You know, usually the, what I've experienced in interviewing many other people is that the voice or the, the intuition and wisdom, it's never going to yell at you. It, it, it's usually a very calm, truthful, there's like a cadence to it. Anxiety or fear has its own energy. And so I think if you're getting that kind of response, it feels like it's coming from fear, I would really look at it because it could be the fear. It could be a fear and anxious response mm-hmm. um, versus a greater intelligence. Now, sometimes the information that comes to you, and this is what happened with me, honestly, I mean, I, I don't advocate, I got remarried, but I, in, before I got divorced, my first marriage, I really woke up in the middle of the night and heard this, like, you are not okay here. Mm-hmm. And it was very calm, very quiet. I mean, it freaked me out. And once I did some digging, I'm like, okay, I can see what this is, but it wasn't, it didn't, it didn't have any fear to it until I reacted. So that's the difference. My reaction was fearful and anxious, but the actual way that it came through was not. Yeah. I've had that experience too, in extreme situations where you get that clear, calm, confident voice that comes through and then, yeah, the response, not so much, but that's a great distinction. I love that. And I do love how you said like some sort of meditative practice on the regular is going to put you more in touch with your intuition, which maybe would reduce anxiety, Shanti. I don't know. Shanti and I just pick at our fingers to reduce our own. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Are we allowed to share that on the pod? <laughs> I know we like, we'll compare like who's more, who's more stressed out. Let's look at our hands. <laughs> talk about a body response, right? But that's like a nervous tick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I need so, to do this, this experiment with my son, the peppers. Oh, so I have one more experiment to share. Um, well, but also the documentary was close encounters of the fifth kind. And okay. I have already like put it in the doc for the show notes, but um, I did this really strange poetry class in my undergrad where we teamed up with a bio class and we write, we, so they were studying the responses of plants to stimuli and we were like writing poems about them, but like, and then we did anyway, it was strange, but they actually spoke about, I don't think the study happened at that university, but about plants that had like electrode readers on them. And someone came in and burnt one of the leaves of one of the plants and then left. And then when that same person came in days later, all of the plants made these like screaming noises. Now you can't really hear them because we don't have that level of hearing, but they all reacted with it. But if someone else came in, even wearing the same outfit or whatever, the plants didn't react to them. So they were, these plants remembered that they had been hurt by a certain like energetic being. It wasn't like, not that they have eyes. So it's not like they could tell that, 
want, but they actually remembered it. Yeah. And I hadn't actually thought about it in terms of like the environment around us responding to us and us being able to maybe like read the energetics to understand what we're supposed to do from that. But I think I'm going to sit with that tonight for sure. Cause I think it's really interesting. Yeah. Well, Hey Dawn, just last week when we were, we were in on a little trip and we were talking about this retreat center, the Sentinel, the, the Sentinel. Sentinel. Yeah. And so we're talking about the Sentinel and going to retreats at the Sentinel. And then in like a two minute time span, we saw like four different signs that said Sentinel mm-hmm. yep. just super randomly. And yep. I'm like, okay, Sentinel retreats were coming. We got, we got the message, but little things like that are happening all the time. Yeah. And how did you feel like when you saw like, so, cause I think part of it too, is like, how did it register in your body when you saw that fourth one? Oh, like just excitement, just pure elation that your environment is sending you signs and messages and we are supported but you need to be looking because we easily could have just like not looked at the sentinel sign and the sentinel farm. Like we were driving many, many kilometers to get to a bigger town than the one that we live in. Right. So we easily could have gotten caught up, but yeah. Yeah. So I don't know you that well. Um, having just met you half an hour ago, but sounds like you're an incredible coach. And do you work with teaching people how to tap into their intuition in your coaching programs? Yeah, it's a great um, although you may not know me well, but you got my sign. You're, you're on to me. <laughs> she's like Sagittarius. Yes. <laughs> Generator chick. Yes. She is, seems like that type. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. So this was one of the things that I felt was really important because I, I had always wanted to go back and get a, I, I actually love learning. <laughs> which is the Sagittarius thing. I didn't want to be a therapist. So I, I waited until I, this was about 10 years ago when coaching was starting to bud. And I really grateful. I did this integrative based coaching degree that looked at health from a holistic standpoint. Mm-hmm. And we were taught to really like tune in and hone in in your intuition. And I was like, yes, yeah, score. I finally feel like I'm in the right space. I was like, I'm in Hogwarts. Yay. <laughs> I was meant to be here. Like this is more must be. And you know, I've been teaching at Georgetown. I've been coaching for a long time, but I, this is one of the, I don't have to say it downloads things I heard in the very beginning of the pandemic. I woke up and I literally woke up. And the first thing I heard is you need to start a coaching program. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what the F are you kidding? Like I'm doing a lot here. Okay. And I've been teaching for a while. So I just put together, what would it be that I would teach that might be a little bit beyond Georgetown's great. There are many great programs, but I really start to look at it. I'm like, okay, it's not just the core competencies. It's not just mind, body science, not just positive psychology and the healing arts, but like intuition is important because I really think as a coach or, you know, in any profession where you're helping somebody else, you got to learn to build up for yourself and trust that. So it's a huge piece of what I teach. And there's other techniques too. I didn't even get into like intuitive journaling and some of the other things that I teach, but I do infuse that. And I really, I really highlight that's something I think that it's important. What I love is watching students or grads go through it and literally shift their relationship with themselves and start to really trust it. And then Mm -hmm. you said it, 
you know, the universe is going to like open up and, and deliver and show you, you are guided and you just to hear the stories of how people are seeing this, feeling this in their life. It's amazing. Live for it. (laughs) Mm. I'm curious when you're working with a coaching client, do you share intuitive hits with them? So it's a really good question because so yes. And one thing I have started to shift a little bit is I do at this point more mentoring. So which encompasses all of it. Um, but in the past and doing coaching, strict coaching, I do the thing though, unless it's somebody and I'm very clear, you know, we are going to be doing more of an intuitively guided session together. I always, and this is what I teach is you, you're not assuming that, you know, it's a, you know, this is what my gut is. My sense is, what do you feel? What do you think? Never, 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 because rule number one, and that's what I teach is that I am the expert of me. You're the expert of you. I don't really hundred percent know I can get a sense. Usually it's on target, um, but it's always an invitation and and checking in. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. That's a great answer. And you know, my, you know, my ego statement, by the way, which is, that's a great question. I'm like, every time you say that, (laughs) yes, but okay. So recently we we spoke about this the first time we, we chatted one-on-one and I was sharing with you for everyone listening too. I started this life coaching certification program through what was journey. What's now Lumia. And I didn't start it with the intention of becoming a life coach. I really just am also a lover of learning and very curious about this skill set, curious about coaching in comparison to what I do is probably more often consulting, but can I bring coaching in to be more effective at what I'm doing with clients and students? And so I had all of these ideas in mind when I embarked on this journey and it's almost over now, but it's been an incredible experience. And I feel very enriched in very many ways because of it. And you also have a life coaching certification program. Do you see that often where people join or business owners join, not necessarily to become life coaches, but because these skills are so valuable. Yeah. I'm, I'm like so tempted to tell you, cause it is a good question. I'm going to just refrain, <laughs> <laughs> but I, well, I do, I, I do appreciate that though, because it's interesting, right? When I started, I was thinking these are going to be mostly those, you know, people that feel called or thought about, like, I want to be a coach. So what I have noticed, and, and it's starting to really expand. We have, you know, students from all over the world now, Many, I would say probably 50% come in having not been coached before, but are fascinated by it. I'm not even sure if they want to be a coach. The way that it's been described to me is like, Julie, this is a powerful transformational personal development program that happens to be a coaching certification. Mm. So many do use it, but they might use it, you know, whether it's like what you are saying, it's understanding your clients better at learning to ask better questions learning to be the kind of listener that I think we have lost the art of listening. Frankly, most people don't learn how to listen, not to respond, but listen to like really, really go to a deep level with somebody. So those skills, they're going to improve your relationships with your Mm -hmm. partner, your spouse, your kids, your family, your community, your business. So many decide not to do coaching. Some do, I would say like that part-time side gig work, 
And then I've definitely had some that have come in corporate. There's a woman who left her job as a CPA, started Mm -hmm. her own business. And she does like both looking at your worthiness and your net worth like together, Uh which is cool. And then I also have a lot of coaches that have gone through coaching programs and just want to kind of get a little more into refine their skills or bring in intuition. So it's been really interesting though to see like, oh, this really appeals to a lot of different types of people. Hmm. So that brings me to my question, which perhaps is large, but how does your coaching program differ from other coaching? I know there's so many. So how, what are some ways that you feel like your coaching program uh, differs from a lot of the other ones that are out there? I haven't done all of them. So yeah, I exactly. Speak. Yeah, I haven't done. I, I I have done the master's degree program, and I've taught at Georgetown in their program for the last seven, almost eight years. So yeah. I've done the whole like board certified, certified. I'm like beyond certified, which is annoying. <laughs> and actually, to be honest, I think you can become an excellent coach without going through some of those certifications. But I do think having some sort of training is important. You are entering somebody's energy field Mm. and energy and life. And to me, that's pretty sacred. So some sort of training, whether it's like what you did Shanti or what I'm teaching or whatever, find something. What I think that makes mine different or unique, mine is definitely boutique E. I teach it all myself. I have not let go of the reins. I'm not there yet. I it's my baby. I have two grown up babies and it's my third. Um, so I'm like, Nope, I'm teaching it. I, you know, it's very experiential. I, in addition to coming, you know, live virtual classes, I'm teaching, I'm doing demonstration coaching. We have everything recorded, you know, demos, libraries, that kind of thing. There's a practicum and there's also a final. And so a lot of programs don't necessarily do that. There's actually a final that I am listening to, observing, giving feedback and grading Mm. to be able to pass and get certified. So there's a really, and and there might be other programs that do something similar, but that to me, like high level, you know, just for me, that feels right based on how I was trained. And I think what makes it different as well, you know, look, I've done it a long time. There is a piece of holding that space and knowing how to do that for a lot of people. Mm I do think it's adding in, I bring in heart intelligence from heart math. Um, I'm certified with them. So I bring in heart wisdom. I bring in intuition. Um, I also bring in energy and chakras in addition to the competencies of coaching and the toolbox of different strategies and techniques. So I think it's like varied art and science. I bring Mm -hmm. in all of that. And I've done another certification in positive psychology on appreciative inquiry. So I do a lot with like David Cooperider's work. I just sort of, I weave in the best of the best that I think has made, you know, will make whoever's doing it really masterful. Cool. Um, so that's what I do. I'm sure. And I know there's many good programs, great programs too. And that's, I actually feel like you can't have too many of us out there because, mm-hmm. you know, what are you doing? You're really helping people to have a new perspective on life to, mm-hmm see themselves in a new light. Like, I'm sorry. I think we kind of need as much of that for, you know, positive transformation as possible. Totally. Agreed all the way. Yeah. I don't want to do your certification and I'm barely even done this one. Yeah. <laughs> Again, on board, my friend, gonna admit that was a selfish question. I'm like, Oh, really? You have a certification. Oh, no, no, yours is different. I hear you have a lot of certifications behind you. So actually that leads me to, you said that you started this when the pandemic hit is, did I, do I understand that? Right. Cool. And before that you were teaching. 
So, yeah, so I, I've had, you know, I started my business about eight years ago and I've always been, I have coached hundreds of people, both with companies. I used to do a lot with like, if you heard of Under Armour or the healthcare system or government military, I did a lot of executive coaching, leadership training, coaching, podcasts, books, that stuff. But yes. And then I've on the side, I've been teaching at Georgetown almost the whole time. And I used to teach at my school. And I have an obsession with certifications, like legit, I'm stopped at this last year. I'm like, you are not allowed. It's really like, I'm not kidding. I get like heart palpitations. Like anytime I'm like, I can learn more and like apply it. And like, I freaking love it. And which is why knowing I'm a Sagittarius is helpful because that's very (laughs) typical. So yeah, it's, I've been teaching it a little over two years. Mm -hmm. Um, It helped because I, I will say it helped having already had almost eight years of experience teaching, you know, a curriculum of coaching fundamentals, how to start a business, all of it. So I just recreated it really, really, really in a way that was like unique to what I feel and think what I've seen work. Mm -hmm. I was looking at the curriculum. It just looks so amazing. And I saw that you address, it seems you address it quite in depth, group coaching and how that differs from individual coaching. And I was just chatting with someone yesterday who is interested in starting a group coaching program and, but looking to get some sort of certification training before doing that. I wonder from your perspective, what are the biggest differences you you see as a coach in one-on-one compared to a group setting? Yeah, this is something I highly recommend you get a little training in both because they're, they are, the, the principles are similar. Like the way that I teach it, there's the, the, the core competencies of coaching and I call it, I have a, my sacred framework and I teach just what each of those stand for and the real, like what you need to know how to have a coaching session. So that is the same, but what is not the same is number one, you are holding space in a one-on-one your energy, time, attention focuses on one person, obviously (laughs) in a group, it's one to many and learning how to both hold space for a lot of people to make sure everyone, all voices are heard. Um, there's a, what I love about groups is there's an unlocking of collective wisdom and there's also really managing. Sometimes it's airtime or people connecting or sharing or not sharing and honoring all of that. There's also, how do you design that coaching session? There's a lot of ways to do group coaching and to design that. I've taught it with my book. I also teach it without it. So you have choices. There's many ways to do it, but you know, different, different energy. One-on-one, you're getting a lot of personal attention. That's why it's usually, you know, it's more expensive if you're going to work with somebody one-on-one. However, group, if you're somebody who wants to have more support and accountability, it's, I mean, we know this with support groups, which is a little bit different, but similar you know, it's like a cousin. It's, it's really powerful, but it is holding, you are, it's funny because we just, and my class group met today and we were doing group coaching and I was like popping in and out into zoom and I'm, you know, had my camera off and I'm just observing and listening, taking notes. And afterwards they're like, wow, this is a lot harder than it looks. And I'm like, it's okay. It takes time. You got to practice, but there's a lot of like, you got to, that's why having a meditation practice, you got to learn how to manage yourself. Mm. Um, Cause there's a lot, you got to, I always think you got to be really hyper, hyper, hyper in tune. I'm like thinking behind you, Shanti with the whale, right? Like that sonar, like having that ability to like tune into, sorry, if you can't see it, there's like amazing picture behind you, there's a whale. And I'm like thinking how they communicate. You have to like be at that level of communicating mm. and connecting 
So there you go. Whales and all a little bit, they're definitely different. (laughs) That's a great analogy. I love it. Yeah. So fascinating. And even if it's virtual, you could still feel like all the different levels of energy and like trying to give everyone what they need and help every single person. And I've been in the situation where I'm like running a, not even necessarily like a coaching thing, but just a group support thing where I become like obsessed with making sure every single person has an opportunity to like jump on, share, ask questions, get feedback, get whatever it is that they need. And it, yeah, it's, it's a lot after those calls. I'm always like, okay, can I go recharge? (laughs) Take a nap, please. Can I? Yeah. And I think the other thing too, is there's this aspect of if you don't have to do this, but a very powerful way to lead a group is pulling out themes that you're hearing. So you're not only like listening and using your coaching, you know, deep listening and powerful questions and trying to get to some sort of, what are your actions? So there's that for each person, but then there's the like pulling off and there's common themes. And so really listening, what is that? What, how does that relate to everybody? It's very multi-dynamic. Yeah. I'm always typically after like, I need a snack (laughs) and a nap. Yeah. Refuel. Refuel. Yeah. Looks like your next one is starting in May. So I think it's too soon for us, but Shandi, let's do that. I know. (laughs) Let's do it together. (laughs) I got to wrap up my coaching sessions for this one. And then, yeah. Yeah. I've got my eye on yours. I got my eye on Tracy Litz. I'm like all over it. Awesome. Love to have you both. Love it. Love it. So since you launched your, I mean, you were already coaching, but since you launched your coaching certification program, okay, actually there's two questions. One is how did you know it was time? And then two is how has your life sort of changed since then? How did I know it's time to start the coaching program? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll tell you, it's, it was totally intuitively guided. I didn't know it was time until what was it? March 18th, like three days after we had that shutdown that we all are familiar with. I I've learned, and this comes from seriously, like tracking evidence, like recording signs. I mean, I've sort of become like super nerd about this stuff because I did so much life where I didn't listen and just saw the effects of not. I'm like, I'm going to learn now. And I just, when I woke up and heard that, I was like, I know to listen to this. And I will say, that first cohort was, it filled up really fast, Mm. really fast. And this program, I had, I do have a lot of knowledge. I've been doing it for a long time. Still, it's putting together a whole course. It, it like poured through me really. Like I was like, I don't know what just happened, but I feel like something else is like writing this course through me. And so I, I just, I know Mm. those signs. I know my own body and how I respond and the whole weight to respond, like all of it. And I, just could see and feel I'm like, okay, this is all coming together really quickly. And I, it just feels very, very right. And it's not, you know, I'll tell you before the pandemic, I used to speak a lot and travel and was doing mm-hmm. a lot of companies, teams, events speaking. And I kept getting this thought, like I should do this, but I was like, I, you know, time. And so it was just interesting. Like literally soon after we sort of slowed down, it was like, it's time you need to do mm-hmm. this. So it's been a change in my I just, I love this work so much. I am obsessed with it. It's like human potentiality at its best. I feel like, I think like 
in a way, almost like a doula or a midwife, you know, there's like this birthing of your best self. It's just, I love teaching it. I love observing it. I love watching people like emerge, feeling confident and comfortable learning how to use this work. Even if it's not full on as coaches, I just, yeah, I, um, I'm actually surprised in a way. Like I, I probably could have gone into the teaching role and there's something about this that feels like teacher, but also it feels right on time. Like it feels like Mm -hmm. the skills, you know, I think having better listening skills, being able to ask really good questions from a place of appreciative, like generative life-giving space to me, it's like, yeah, I don't, that's a good idea to have that now. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. So beautiful. Okay. So what about when you can't hear your intuition and you're in that oscillating sort of pinball machine thing, do you have, you know, you know, 10 quick tips. No, just joking. But do you have something that you can give our listeners? Because I was just in that for a while. I have a friend in it right now. Be nice to just have some like actionable. What the heck do I do when I can't hear my intuition? Yeah, I got you covered. Totally. Yeah. I got a great technique. This is totally borrowed from the Heart Math Institute. I am obsessed by the way they like Heart Intelligence is a book that is like a little bit of a digestible. You got to need some time, but Heart Math Experience is a is a 90 minute free film and it like explains the science of basically we have legit intelligence in our heart in the heart energy field. So I'm going to take I actually was doing a version of this prior to realizing it but um I believe it's called the freeze frame technique if I got the name wrong I'll just attribute it. It's definitely Heart Math this technique and it's really really powerful. So what you're going to do is it's really it should be quick and easy. You're going to First, go into the brain dump of whatever, let's say you were like trying to make a decision, like, you know, do I stay with this person or not? (laughs) Do I stay married? Do I go for this job opportunity? Whatever it is, whatever it is you're dealing with, brain dump all of what is going on, pros and cons, what is what you're thinking about it, what you think would work, would not work, like just get it all out. Give yourself three to four or five minutes. Then when you feel done, you know, and this doesn't have to be like a book, but get enough out that you feel like I got some shit out and you're going to take a few, few breaths. I always recommend, you know, literally putting your hand on your heart, um, to connect into that, that field, that energy, and just a good reminder, like, you know what, beating on your behalf, like, Hey, a little gratitude, not a bad thing. And taking a few deep breaths and you are going to, you want to really tune to the frequency of that heart of your heart energy, which is care, appreciation, compassion. So I always say, pick your favorite pet, pick your favorite kid. Just kidding. (laughs) Pick your favorite person, like something you love, a great memory, and just like wash yourself in that because Mm -hmm. what you're doing is you're creating heart brain coherence and then asking yourself or asking your heart, you know, ask that question in in your inner voice. And then notice whatever you're noticing, whatever you feel, see, sense, hear, you're going to be really, it's unbelievable what comes out. I do, I always teach this um, methodology. And once you get an image or a sense, or you might hear a word, you're just going to write down whatever you observe, no editing. And then you're going to compare the two. I've never not seen this work powerfully. When you see what your brain dump is and you see what your inner wisdom is telling you. Usually it's something like, you don't need that. It's very usually short, very concrete, often very like, there's not the simplicity with your heart, with your 
inner intelligence, you know, inner wisdom, mm. intuition. It might be, you might get an image or a vision. You might get a sensation like this just feels like home. So just watch out. Cause that's where knowing how your body, you know, your dominant type can make a difference, mm. um, but it's powerful. You want to look at the two when you're done and then you get to decide. That's why I love this work. You can be like, all right, I'm going to go with my head. Watch what happens when you do that <laughs> versus go with your intuition, watch what happens. That's spent the last few years tracking it and it's powerful shit. Our intuition is, I think, always guiding us for our higher good. I love that. That's yeah. So doable. My dad's always like, make a pros and cons list. And I'm like, oh, but now I, always I have do to that it, further. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm such a pro con list maker. And this is next level. Yeah. This is next level listing. Yeah. 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 You could take the pro con, you could do your body. Like, am I leaning into the pro? Am I leaning? I mean, notice like mm-hmm. you could do it that way too. Or we could like play with this shit all day long. Yeah. Do intuitive. I like it. Yeah. 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 And it's fun. It's like, use yourself, you know, get to know your way of being because you're, you are going to be with yourself for the rest of your life. So, you know, learn to guide, to get guided by you. That's the most powerful thing. Then we don't need to rely on others in that kind of way. It's nice to have guidance support, but it's so powerful when you can really know, okay, I got that in here for yourself. Yeah. Can I ask, so your podcast is the USU, there's USU language everywhere. And we're talking about knowing yourself. So what does it mean to you to be your USU? Yeah. And I'd love to hear what you both think about it too. I'd be really curious. Do you want to go first? Initial impression? Yeah. 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 Well, like the USU to me is not your ego, not your Mm. past, not your societal belief structures that aren't even necessarily truth or reality and that maybe actually are holding you back and not your mind too. Cause I think that's a confusing thing, right? Is this like voice in your head? That's me, mm. not even you as far as what result you get in a quiz or your human design, but like you, you, the fullness of you without all that clutter. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I think mine's about the same. I always come back to like karma and dharma. So like your mm-hmm. used you is the one that's not acting out of patterns. And I feel like Shanti, you just like described where all the patterns could come from. It's like that one that's like free to be spontaneous based on like your centered self. I love it. I feel like the, I'm like, oh, I love the you, you (laughs) use that too. I love it. I mean, to me, I love what you both said. It's like, you know, what I feel is this is how we ever define, however we define it. For me, I think the core of it is this deep commitment to authenticity, to truly allowing yourself to step into your own full blown authenticity. Um, And that evolves, that changes. I don't think it's stagnant. I mean, I always look to nature as kind of our best guide and teacher. There's no, anytime anything is the same. So I think it evolves. And I also, I do feel, you know, the we know those chances of being literally like the egg and the sperm that made you, it's like crazy, crazy, crazy freaking odds. Like, I don't know. I think I read it's like one in 140 trillion trillion. It's so crazy that it's like, we're all here for a reason. And so I'm very curious always like, 
who is that most authentic aspect of you right now in this moment that is not about, as you said, the patterns or the stories or the beliefs or the, any of that. It's just that, you know, that to me, there's a higher consciousness aspect. There's that source energy aspect. And it's kind of that, you know, I do feel there's a lot of connection to heart and heart energy as well. And just being authentically who you chose to be here. And I just, I get these images of what it might look like, or I know it might sound Pollyanna. Maybe it's my seven on the Instagram. I can't help it, but I just, I do, I know what it's like to do life. Not that way. You know, mm-hmm. I wore a mask prior to the mask <laughs> to, to your pandemic. I was wearing a lot of masks in my life of just, it all looked great. And I felt very disconnected and, you know, I, I mean, really quite honestly had considered this is years ago. Like I really just didn't want to live anymore. I felt so, so not who I am and you wouldn't see that or know that. And I just in shifting that and working with a coach and transforming that it's like, it was like a wake up, a total wake up. And so I just believe in the right of us all being able to express that obviously from a space of love and do no harm and compassion. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> mm. That's the vision. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Mm. Right. That is a beautiful, beautiful thing for, I think all of us to aspire to. Yeah. Yeah. Or like uncover because that's what it is. Uncover. Right. It's yeah. like, if you let go of aspiration, but allowed, allowed, allowed the Pollyanna side to. Of course, the Enneagram three would say aspire to. <laughs> yeah, right? right. And I'm an eight. So I'm like, no aspiration. We do what we want here. We do <laughs> ourselves. Um, <laughs> so, okay. So where is the best, like, obviously Shandi and I will see you again. And the next time you launch your, um, your coaching program after this May one, since we're both in other coaching programs, but where is the best place for our listeners to find you? Is it your podcast? Where do you show up as your youest self? Yeah. Yeah. No. And the, the pronouns are terrible with this word. Like my me is me. I'm like, are we is we, I don't know. It doesn't work as well, but everyone gets it. So yeah, I would say, you know, like home base is my website, which is just my name, com, And there's all kinds of fun stuff there. Definitely podcast, um, the USU and, you know, you can always, you can find me on Instagram at my my name. And I do have a lot of actually free, uh, meditations and some courses and some of my highlight, uh, podcast interviews on, um, insight timer, which is a really oh. great mindfulness app. Yeah. I love insight timer. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, I will look for you there then. That is amazing. That's like, yes, I have many, many days running on that, on that app. So nice Don high five. Cause I think that saved my life that app. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. I got to check this out. I have never used it. Oh, Inside Timer is so great. Um, except now there's like a quote while you're waiting for things. I'm like, don't yes. make a quote. Like I'm I'm coming here to meditate. Like, don't make me pause <laughs> in between doing it. But anyway, that's that's a UX thing. That's we won't solve that problem on this podcast. But that is <laughs> you have those offerings on there because, like, yeah, it's yeah. just so accessible for people. Yeah. So. Can I just tell myself, this is funny what you just said. I'm just like loving the Enneagram and all of our similar and differences. I, me, who's like, I got to like maximize everything. I take pictures of those quotes that <laughs> I like and I save them. Like, I'll show you guys later. It's just about like 500 quotes. Cause I'm like, oh, that's a good one. That's so you. funny. Yeah. I like, would too. I would too. Dustin, our um, executive assistant, he started putting this like 
quote on our project management tracking every day. And every time you refresh the page, the quote changes. And I'm obsessed with these quotes. Like I just keep adding them to the collection and yes, more I quotes. I can share mine with you if you want. <laughs> yeah. Oh, please. please. We'll put that in the show. No, we probably won't put that in the show notes, but we will put <laughs> all of the best places to reach you in the show notes for sure. And yeah, thank you so much for sharing that activity that we can do when we're feeling the oscillations and not in touch with intuition. Because that is something I'm going to try and then I'll DM you. I'll slip into your DM. Yeah. uh, And let you know how it goes. But yeah, thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here and for sharing. And yeah, your program sounds incredible. So I already said it, but y'all can find us there probably in the fall or something. Remember, see when school starts. And see yeah, but you are launching in May. I just saw when I realized I couldn't yes. sign up, right? So if anyone listening is interested, definitely go check it out because I'm sure it'll be amazing. Uh, well, thank you so much. So fun. Thank you. Well, look at you listening to the very end. We are so deeply grateful for you and borderline obsessed with hearing what resonated most and how you're taking the seeds planted in these conversations and sowing them in your life and business. It would mean more than you know if you would share this episode with a friend or subscribe, rate, leave us a review on your favorite podcast player. Your reviews tell the algos behind the apps that we are worth pressing play on. So please, if you're feeling generous, take two minutes to share the love. And if you are curious around what your unique advantage is in this wild and wacky online world, take the unfair advantage quiz at shandyzack.com forward slash UA quiz. And thank you again, sunshine. Go light up the world and we'll see you next time.